0: Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, January 10th. As always, represented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. Just me again today, guys. Um, we're still trying to work out the kinks, and we're trying to get Truman, you know, maybe to call in, but we feel like the call-in sound isn't that great. Um, so for right now, it's just me, and for the foreseeable future, it's just me, until maybe we'll sprinkle in some Truman here and there. But we got a huge show today. Uh, usually the Thursday shows are hard because you don't have as, as much you know going on between you know Tuesday when we record Wednesday and then Thursday by the time we record but there's been a lot that has been going on uh, so I just want to be able to get it all in uh, we're just gonna go right into it We'll start with football like we always do. Uh, The playoff picture. um, We are going to look at the divisional matchups from this weekend. For this weekend, we're going to do predictions and give a little uh, talk about each game. Uh, So let's roll right into it with Indianapolis and Kansas City. That's the first game on Saturday. I believe it's at one o'clock, but I can certainly check that. Indianapolis versus Kansas City. It's in Kansas City, like I said. It starts at four thirty, not one o'clock. Sorry. Same thing as it was last year. That's why, as last week. So that's why I was a little confused. But, um, this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, have been probably the, not, I wouldn't say surprise of the NFL, but Pat Mahomes certainly has been the breakout star this year. Um, and Andrew Luck, you know, the Colts a year ago were left for dead, and now they've had a pretty big bounce back due to due to some things like Andrew Luck getting healthy um, and a pretty good draft. Uh, and they're going to look like they're going to be a good team for the foreseeable future. I um, see with Kansas City, so I think we'll have this matchup pretty often. The only problem here in this game uh, for Kansas City, I see it as Pat Mahomes. Can he step up up in the big moments? We've seen it time and time again. Uh, you know, Pat Mahomes makes these insane plays, um, and maybe it's not all his fault. But in the big-time, prime-time matchups for the Chiefs, they usually fold. And it's happened multiple times this season. Um, you know, Indianapolis, not Indianapolis, uh, New England, uh, Seattle, they got crushed. You there's been multiple times where Kansas City's kind of lost these big games. And they haven't been crushed, but they just kind of run out of gas at the end. And, you know, that's Andy Reid's kind of uh, um, uh, signature, I guess you could say. You know, he, he really does well in the regular season but he can't win those big games Um, but they're looking to finally get over the hump this game versus Indianapolis who has been the surprise team of the season now Indianapolis has kind of been there before Um, you know Andrew Luck is an experienced quarterback uh, and this team is full of young and hungry players who are searching uh, to get this team right on the right track right away with a Super Bowl win so they're going to go for this game um, and they're going to be pumped up after a win versus the Texans last week so it's going to be interesting to see how does Patrick Mahomes perform in these big type of games, um, and how does Indianapolis perform also in these, you know, this atmosphere. Because every time you go up a level, you know, from, you go from wild card to divisional, the speed gets more um, increased, and the talent level goes up. And next thing you know, um, you're in the Super Bowl. So you just got to win a couple more games for both of these teams. Both teams are hungry. Both teams are talented. Uh, but in the end, I honestly think Indianapolis wins this game. I think Indianapolis is the better team. I know the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes is probably the best player out of these two teams. But I think Indianapolis is more is better coached in terms of defense. I think the Chiefs defense isn't nowhere near uh, the level that the, the Colts defense is. Um, I think the Colts offensive line's better. And while Kansas City might have enough weapons, I think this will end up being a little bit of a shootout. But I think because the Colts defense is a lot better than the Chiefs defense, um, it's going to be... Uh, a pretty good win for the Colts because I see it as you know the Chiefs their defense isn't great they're probably their best (laughs) asset is their pass rushing ability you know with Chris Jones I believe his name is uh, he's had a pretty good year for them passing rushing the passer but this Colts offensive line is young and it is talented Quentin Nelson coming in uh, to this game as the uh, as a rookie doesn't matter at all. Because he is, he has been, if I, w- if we were to go purely based on, you know, talent and production standpoint, he has been the rookie of the year. Um, he has been, I think, the most sure pick I've seen in the NFL draft in a long time, certainly in my lifetime, I think. You know, coming into the draft, Quentin Nelson was the guy, everybody said, all you gotta do is plug and place him on the offensive line and he'll dominate for 15 straight years. And he has done nothing but, uh substantiate that claim this whole season he has just performed he's an all pro his rookie year which is unheard of and i just think he has been the the, the rookie of the year but obviously that won't matter uh, because he is an offensive lineman and they don't get enough credit but this is going to be a good game uh arrowhead's going to be jacked up it's going to be loud um but i think indianapolis is going to be able to handle it and i think they're going to get the win i think they're going to shock the chiefs on the road um and uh get the win there Next game, which is on at f- at uh, eight thirty, Dallas versus the Rams. Dallas gets the primetime slot again, um, but it is in new in uh, Los Angeles, where the Rams are comfortable. Um, going into this game, I think everybody's going to pick the Rams. They're favored by seven, which I think. Oh no, it's not. But they're favored by seven, which is the second highest uh, spread of the of the playoffs so far. Um, I trust the Rams. I think the Rams in this game, while they scare me a little bit um, because of what happened last year when they reached the playoffs, uh, I trust them. I think if Gurley's healthy, uh, which he should be, I think they could easily uh, win this game versus Dallas, who I think Dallas is a good team, but they've been very inconsistent up and down this year. Um, you know, one week they're really good, one week they look like Super Bowl contenders, and then the next week they fold. Um, but I could see them, you know, bouncing back and getting a huge win on the road versus the Rams. Although I don't see it happening, I'm going to pick the Rams here. Uh, definitely, uh, it could. You know, you look, you look at quarterback versus quarterback, I think the Rams have an edge there with Goff over uh, Prescott. Um, and there are kind of similar teams when you look at it, because you know they both rely heavily on their passing game. I mean, on the running game. Um, but I think Goff's the better quarterback. You know, you both got Gurley and Elliott, who you could switch back and forth as the best running back in the nfl personally i think zeke elliott is the better uh running back but who knows and then you look on the outside i think dallas certainly has better wide receivers um you know amari cooper has been everything they could have wanted and more for them cole beasley i think is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the nfl um and then in terms of the rams they don't have great weapons on the outside uh you know obviously brandon cooks who has been uh pretty decent for them he hasn't broken out or anything uh Robert Woods is a decent receiver but other than that they don't have a ton of talent on the outside but Goff I trust Goff enough to get it done but this is a big moment for him you know Dak has played in these type of games Jared Goff has also played in these type of games but Jared Goff lost last year he got kind of embarrassed last year in the playoffs so it's going to be an interesting game for him and Sean McVay you know Sean McVay uh, he's only 1 in the playoffs. They lost last year, and they're his only um, playoff game as a head coach. But it is um, going to be kind of a revenge game for him because he did get embarrassed last year in the playoffs. And now it's, you know, if he loses this game, um, teams are going to start looking at him, you know, not as unbeatable anymore. Because I don't think the Rams are as good as everybody thinks. I think everybody's, you know, all hot on Sean McVay right now. Uh, you know, all these head coaches that are getting hired are kind of, you know, facing his model. And his model's great, and it works um, to win regular season games, but I've never, haven't seen it yet working in the playoffs. So it's going to be a big test for him um, and the Rams to try to win this game. Uh, and they'll be at home, but I don't think Los Angeles provides much of a home field advantage. Uh, those fans aren't great there. Um, they switch back and forth, you know, with the, with the uh, Chargers. So it's not much of a home field advantage for the uh, for the Rams, um, which sucks. But I think Dallas could go into this game. I think if they come in with the right game plan, um, you know, you've kind of seen time and time again Teams like the Saints um, and the Bears kind of developed a type of game plan for the Rams, which involves, you know, uh, more of an inside pass rush. And that works pretty well. But we'll see what happens. See what happens. Because I'm not sure Dallas can provide that type of pass rush. Maybe they can. You know, Dexter Lawrence is a pretty good um, pass rusher. I think he's one of the best in the league. But other than that, you know, they have a lot of young guys who haven't really developed yet. Um, and it's going to be tough for them to run the ball with uh, Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch up in the middle. But Gurley is one of the best in the league, and he can certainly do that. But if they can make Jared Goff uncomfortable, I certainly think they can win this game easily. Um, but the thing is, it's not easy to make Jared Goff uncomfortable with Todd Gurley behind him. You know, they got a pretty solid offensive line. It's not great. Uh, they got some good pieces there, but it's not going to hold up if you just constantly rush him. Um, I'm not so 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 sold that Jared Goff can beat you with his arm. I don't think that Jared Goff is one of those guys who's just going to come out there and just throw for 400, 400 yards in you. I don't think he can do that. I don't think he's that good enough yet to do that. And I think his offense, their offense has certainly gone downhill since Cooper Cup got injured. He was a big part into what they did um, and why it was so successful. And they haven't been really able to find more of a... Uh, uh a guy who can do that uh do all those type of things that cooper cup did uh which hurts them a lot but i think it's going to be a good game um i'm going to take the rams here but if dallas can provide that pass rush um and then Dak looks good he, he's his good version of himself you know he can certainly be the crappy Dak, but we'll see uh i think dallas could do it but i'm taking the rams here at home next game we go to sunday the chargers versus the patriots one o'clock on sunday this is going to be i think the best game of the week Um, you look at both teams, you look at new England, uh, they are the consistent force. You know, they are out of the eight teams left. They are the most consistent winners out of those eight. I think they're the most consistent winners in the NFL. Um, they are experienced. They know what they're doing. Um, you know, they got the best coach in NFL history. One of them with Bill Belichick. They got arguably one of the best quarterbacks in history with Tom Brady, um, and then you look at the other side. You got the Chargers. They're young. They're up and coming. You know, obviously Phil Rivers is one of the older quarterbacks in the league. I think this game, um, Phil Rivers versus Tom Brady, it's the oldest playoff matchup of the starting quarterbacks uh, when you combine the age, which is a pretty good, you know, fact. But Phil Rivers has had probably his best year of of any, cor- of, any of his uh, years as a starting quarterback, and that's saying something because he's played for a long time. But then you look, you know, they got Melvin Gordon, they got Bosa, they got Derwin James, who's another Rookie of the Year candidate. Um, they got the weapons on the outside. You know, Mike Williams has certainly come along in his second year. You know, after kind of a uh, disappointing first year, uh, he's slowly regaining. Um, the skill level that he had in Clemson. He's not there yet. I think he could still break out a little bit more, but he's certainly established himself as a pretty good target for Phil Rivers. Keenan Allen's one of the best to do it in the NFL at wide receiver. Um, If Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry's playing in this game, he is one of the best tight ends in the league and when healthy, and I think this is going to be a huge gain for them because Hunter Henry um, is not well-known. There's not a ton of tape on him, but he is young and he is athletic. If he's ready to go, if that ACL injury is completely healed up and he's ready to go, which I don't think it will be, that is going to be a huge disadvantage for the Patriots because they haven't seen what Phil Rivers can do with the tight end this year—a really good tight end. You now, obviously Antonio Gates, um, but he's kind of past his prime. So this is going to be a good game all around, I think. Um, New England, like I said, they're the most consistent winners in the NFL. Um, and I never pick against them because I picked against them earlier this year when I picked the Dolphins to beat them uh, at New England. Uh, and they crushed the Dolphins. But New England, there's something – I want to say it. And I don't I, – I, I'll get killed if what I think is going to happen is going to happen. But, you know, you don't get – you don't get uh, – you don't grow in this business, the sports entertainment business, by playing it safe so screw it i think the patriots something's different about them they're not the patriots of the past i think they got into the playoffs well they got into the playoffs because they, ha- they are playing in arguably the worst division in all of sports in the last 10 years um they're playing their competition their main competition is the bills the jets and the dolphins which they've all stunk for the last 20 years um so I think they sneak in on that. Obviously, they've beaten some good teams this year, but something's different about them. They haven't been winning those huge games. They beat the Chiefs, um, and you got to give them that. Um, but, I mean, they haven't done much. You know, they lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Titans. They lost to the Dolphins. They are a beatable team. This is probably the most beatable Patriots team um, in the last couple of years, and I don't think any Patriots fan would disagree with me on that. Their defensive mentality of the bend-don't-break um, just isn't working this year they don't have that kind of athleticism that they've had in the past rob gronkowski looks like a complete shell of his former self um he really doesn't look healthy at all but he constantly goes out there he's a warrior you got to give him credit for that but it's just he doesn't look anything like what he was and it's just because of the injury and the injuries and the way he runs tom brady is the same way he does he the age is catching up to him Um, The type of offense McDaniels runs there uh, with the checkdowns I think has really resurrected Tom Brady's career and has made him into the kind of legend that he is today. Um, Obviously he was a Hall of Famer before McDaniels. But I think McDaniels' system of checkdowns and all this stuff and Belichick's system has really helped him grow as a quarterback. Um, But it's just not working this year. It's not working as well as it has been in the past. Um, So... I timidly say this, that I'm taking the Chargers in this game. I trust the Chargers on the road, finally, for the first time. They actually have a kicker. They haven't had a kicker in a while there. I'm taking the Chargers. Uh, I'm picking against the Patriots. Um, And I'll tell you what, if the Patriots win this game, I will pick against the Patriots for the rest of the playoffs, and they will be my Super Bowl pick. Because if they can beat the Chargers here, that's going to be a huge win for them. Um... And then if Indianapolis wins, it's you know a classic matchup in New England versus the Colts. Uh, even though it's a little bit different out of a quarterback situation, uh, it's the classic matchup. So I'm taking the Chargers here. To recap so far, we have I'm taking the Colts, the Rams, and the Chargers. Next game, last game, Philadelphia versus New Orleans. This is not the best game of the week, not the best game of the weekend, but it is going to be I think the most watched if that makes sense because the nick Foles, nick Foles, i said on the last show has had arguably the weirdest career in all of sports in all of sports history almost you could argue his ability to just turn it on at the right moment is unmatched by any guy we've ever seen in not only nfl but sports history um philadelphia last year Nobody expected Nick Foles to do what he did. Nobody expected him to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Nobody expected them to even make it to the Super Bowl. But he did it. They kind of embraced the underdog mentality last year. Um, and I sort of see them doing it again. Not as much as they did um, their Super Bowl winning year. But they are embracing it. They're embracing Nick Foles, the fans. you know, They trust him. They still aren't ready to say, I want Nick Foles over Wentz, which I think is a huge problem. But... If Nick Foles can do this again, I think this is the game for him to prove that he's he is better than Carson Wentz, uh, especially in the playoffs. If he can beat the Saints here on the road, which I think that's probably the best home matchup there for the Saints. They have the best home field advantage of all these teams left in the playoffs. If they can beat the Saints on the road, I trust Nick Foles with my life if I'm an Eagles fan. Nick Foles has done things that we haven't seen From somebody of his caliber. Um, They can't run the ball as well as they did last year. But they got Darren Sproles. Alshon Jeffrey I think is an underrated weapon on the outside. And I think Nick Foles uses him in the right way. Uh, He's one of the best uh, in terms of going up and getting those contested balls. I trust Nick Foles. The last couple years not even in the Super Bowl I would have said that. I didn't trust Nick Foles to beat the Patriots. I didn't trust Nick Foles to beat the Vikings. I didn't trust Nick Foles to lead his team even to the playoffs last year. But he's, he's done a lot this year for me. He, he has surpassed all my expectations. And I think I can comfortably comfortably say I trust Nick Foles to go into New Orleans and beat the Saints. Now, the Saints, we look at that set. They've been the, the favorites, I think, out of the NFC this year. Um, they still have a bad taste in their mouth from last year's divisional matchup with Minnesota, um, the Minnesota Miracle. Best home field advantage. And I think, besides Belichick, they have the best coach uh, left. Besides Belichick, um, I think Sean Payton is one of the most innovative uh, and experienced coaches left in the league. Um, you know, you saw yesterday, I don't know if anybody saw this story, uh, but he walked into the locker room yesterday. He wheeled in his Lombardi trophy that he won versus the Colts. Um, and he put under it was $225,000 in cash. That $225,000 in cash represents the bonus that the players make if you win the Super Bowl. So if you win the Super Bowl, you get $225 check just because you want it. Um, and I guess he was saying stuff like, if you want this money, if you want to take this, if you want to take this Super Bowl, you just got to win three more games. And I think that's that hyped the Saints up. Um they're coming into this with, besides Tom Brady, the most experienced quarterback in the NFL of, of those eight teams left. Uh, Drew Brees has had a great year. Uh, Michael Thomas is one of the best receivers in the NFL top five, I would say. Um, their defense is solid. Lattimore's had a great year. Um, Cam Jordan's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. This team is good. If... If the uh, if anybody can take down Nick Foles, I think it would be the Saints right here, right now. Because if Nick Foles beats the Saints, if Nick Foles goes into that Superdome and Superdome and beats the Saints, I trust. If I'm Philadelphia Eagles fans, I trust him with my life. It would be it would be one of the greatest stories in NFL history in sports history if Nick Foles leads his team to the Super Bowl. But I think it would even be a and that story, I guess, starts. With this game right here. I think that would be a huge story for him to go in there and beat the Saints in their home turf. Um, it would be insane. So as far as who I'm picking in this game, I'm going Eagles. I'm going to go with my heart a little bit during this divisional matchup. You know, I would, Smart people would pick the Saints, but I'm taking the Eagles. I think he's got the magic. Nick Foles has the magic. Doug Peterson is innovative enough to know what he's doing. Um, and I'm trusting Nick Foles with my life and with my credibility uh, as a uh, sports media person, I'm taking Nick Foles, I'm taking Eagles in this game. So to wrap it up, I'm taking the Colts, the Rams, uh, so it's nothing really crazy on Saturday. But then it gets crazy on Sunday, I'm taking the Chargers and the Eagles. So that's a great game for, uh, those are great picks for me. I think I think they would establish myself as some credibility in the sports business if I uh, get all those right. But that's it for the playoffs. Let's talk some coaching, some head coaching. Uh, like I said, we've had a lot go on in the past couple of days. Um, you know, Matt LaFleur had his introductory press conference um, with the Packers, uh, but also a lot of coaches got hired. Let's start with the Eagles. Not with the Eagles, the Cardinals. Sorry, got birds on my mind, I guess. The Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury, um, the U- the former Texas Tech head coach, the former um, Pat Mahomes um, teacher, the former USC uh, offensive coordinator, the guys worked with Case Keenum, the guys worked with Johnny Menzel and Pat Mahomes, like I said, he has been one of the strangest head coaching candidates I've seen in a long time, he was fired from Texas Tech because he never even went over 500 there, his final record was shit, he wasn't good, Um and then he got fired, and he went to USC to be the offensive coordinator, which I think was a great job for him. I think an offensive coordinator job, especially at a big-time program like USC, was a great job, not only for him, but for USC. Um, but then the rumors started to kind of pop up. You know, NFL, he got interviewed by the Jets, and then he got interviewed by the Cardinals eventually. Um, and he now he's got hired by the Cardinals. And this is an interesting... Um, name to bring up, because why would you hire somebody who couldn't even win in a Big 12 school, and now you're hiring him to lead your NFL team to a Super Bowl? And I get it. He's getting a lot of hate, um, and I guess if McDaniels would have went to the Packers, I think Kingsbury would have been the hot coordinator um, for the Patriots. I guess that's who they wanted, and I think that would have been a fantastic job for him to take. Um, he's really young, uh, and he is the prototypical McVay um, mold that m- people are comparing LaFleur to. Um, he is that young, good-looking coach, offensive-minded. He knows offense, but he knows college offense. I don't know if he can lead a team like um, a McCarthy could, or a, uh, a Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid could. I don't trust him to do that. Um, usually when guys come into the NFL head coaching reigns. They have a lot of contacts behind them. They have some credibility behind their name. And the only credibility you really have behind Kingsbury's name is Pat Mahomes and Case Keenum and Johnny Manziel. One out of the three of those guys have actually been good. Case Keenum has been decent and Johnny Manziel is throwing picks still in the in the CFL. So I don't know why people are giving Kingsbury so much credit. Uh, he's a great name. He's a good looking hire. He's a good face to trot out in front of the press but i just don't think he has the meat behind him to get it done i don't think players are going to respect him uh i don't think you know uh fans are going to respect him and i think as soon as he starts to fail um fans are going to be calling for his job but then here's another problem you run into the cardinals fired steve wilkes after one year if they if kingsbury goes south fast they can't fire him after one year they can't fire two coaches back to back one year at a time nobody's going to want to go there They're going to need at least two years out of Kingsbury to restore some credibility and make teams want to go there. Now, I think this is a good deal for Josh Rosen. I think Kingsbury is pretty good with quarterbacks. I think he can teach Josh Rosen a lot. Um, But that offensive line is a big deal for them. Um, But they do have the number one pick. I think Bosa will be there for them. I think that's who they're going to take. uh, And that's going to help them with their defense. But we'll see what happens. I just don't think this was the right hire for such a young team. Freddie Kitchens was hired as the Browns' coach. Um, another one, another strange hire. Um, he hasn't had that. He hasn't been the head coach of anywhere. Um, I think the Browns saw him as an attractive candidate just because of what he did with Baker in the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm not really sure why they let go of Greg Williams. That didn't make sense to me. I think Greg was a good defensive coordinator, and I think he was a good leader. Um, and I think he should have stayed around. I think he should have had some serious consideration for the head coaching job. Um, but if this is the best hire the Browns can get, I just don't like it a lot. I don't think Freddie Kitchens is going to be um, a world beater in terms of head coaching. Uh, I don't know if he has the connections. He's still, he, he's young too. I think he's under 40 as well. Um, although he's not as attractive looking as Kingsbury or Lafleur, um, He is kind of that McVeigh mold. Um, he comes from Arizona where it, their offense wasn't great. Um, and then he, you know, what he did with the Browns the last couple of weeks is the main reason as to why he got hired. Um, but that was just a trend. You know, they got their butts beat by the Chargers. They lost to the Ravens. They didn't beat any really good teams. They beat struggling Carolina. They beat struggling Atlanta. They didn't really beat anybody crazy crazy good. Um, but who knows? You know, maybe Freddie Kitchens found something with Baker. Maybe he extracted something out of Baker. Um, that could really help him to become uh, a really good quarterback. But I think most of the success that Baker had was not due to Freddie Kitchens. I think it was due to himself um, and just the way he plays the game. But who knows? Uh, good hire for them, I guess. You know, it excites the fans. But I just don't – I think the Browns fans will regret this after a while. Bruce Arians makes his return to coaching, coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Interesting hire because of the fact that most people believed he was only going to uh, take the Browns job. Uh, he already he denied the Packers' job rumors that he would he would uh, interview there was denied quickly, um, and the Buccaneers are kind of a little bit of an opposite than the Browns. They don't really have a young quarterback. Uh, Jameis Winston right now is lost. He's a lost soul in the NFL. Nobody really knows where he's gonna be, when he's gonna be there, um, and how long. Uh, so it's gonna be an interesting project for Bruce Arians. But if he can do it. If there's any guy who can do it, I think it's Bruce Arians. He is a prototypical quarterback whisperer. You just look at the long success that he has had working with quarterbacks. And I think him and Jameis could develop a pretty good relationship. And I think this is a good hire for the Buccaneers to get him out of coaching. To get him out of retirement and back into coaching uh, was a great move for them because I think he is a good head coach. Um, So I think this is a good hire for the the Buccaneers. And I also think the next hire we're going to talk about is a great hire, uh, the Broncos. They hired Vic Fangio from the Bears. One of, I think, the most disrespected coordinators in the NFL. Um, He has been the best defensive coordinator in the NFL, I think, the last couple of years. Um, And he just hasn't got the head coaching consideration that he deserves. He has consistently had top 15 defenses. He built that 49ers defense that led them to the Super Bowl. And he's built that Bears defense pretty quickly, um, which led them to the playoffs this year. He is going to make that... uh, uh, Broncos defense into something special uh, and I guess they're going to give Kubiak kind of control of the offense which I think Kubiak's a very good offensive minded coach and I think he'll be able to handle Keenum and all the other weapons around there pretty well but I think Fangio is going to establish this defense as one of the best in the NFL early on um, I think any rumor of Von Miller being traded goes right out the window with Fangio's hiring because you don't give away, give away uh, that kind of talent like Von Miller um, and I think Fangio knows that and I think he's going to leave it as B. I think he's going to bring Chubb uh, along. I think Chubb had kind of a he had a good rookie year. was decent. Not as good as how high he was picked, but it was a decent year for him. Um, I think he'll bring Chubb along a little bit more and kind of help that talent around uh, the Broncos a little bit more because they have a lot of young offensive, defensive and offensive talent that kind of needs brought around a little bit more. Um, but I like this hire. Uh, it's not him and Arians don't fit that McVay mold. Uh like a Kingsbury, like a Kitchens, like a LeFleur. Um But Fangio has had sustained success in the NFL, doing what he does best, which is coaching defenses. He has connections. He's going to bring in guys. Kubiak is a great offensive mind. He's done it time and time again. Um, and I really do trust Vic Fangio to run my team. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. we got, I think, two more jobs. Oh, no, the Jets. Forgot about that. They hired Adam Gase uh adam Gase is another great hire i think he's gotten a lot of disrespect over the last couple years um being the dolphins head coach i think he made Tannehill a lot better than what he was um i think he is going to do wonders for sam darnold and his ability to lead an nfl team i think adam gaze is a great uh quarterback whisperer and i think he should have stayed with the dolphins um I think he is one of the best and brightest offensive-minded coaches in the NFL. Um, and you'll see you'll see how good he is this coming year. Because I think the Jets have a lot of talent um, that has kind of been underplaying and undercoached. So it's going to be interesting to see what a guy like Gase can do for them. Um, but that's it for that. I think the only hiring available still is the Bengals, I believe. And that's the only job still available. Which is interesting because uh, I haven't heard a lot of the Bengals and the candidate for them. I haven't heard much about candidates, but they do have you know, the rest that's left out there. They don't, they didn't get the top of the barrel, but they do have a pretty good, you know, range of candidates. that are still looking to be a head coach. McCarthy didn't get hired, which I thought was interesting. Um, obviously I think he would be a good fit for the Bengals, but, um, they won't do that. Oh, the dolphins too. The dolphins have still, they still have a job available. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see who they fill that job with too. I think uh, Flores has been man- mentioned a lot. Chris Richards has been mentioned, um, but it's gonna be interesting to see who those two guys get. You know, obviously the Bengals, they haven't done this in a while. Uh, they're not used to this type of you know change. But we'll see what happens from there. Um, but that's it for football. Uh, hopefully those two jobs will be filled by the end of by the next by the start of the next show. But we'll see. Um, and as now, now teams try to fill their offense and defensive coordinator positions, uh, we're going to see a lot of names be popping up too, which is going to be cool. Um, but that's it for the NFL. We'll talk a little college football now. Uh, Travis was right. I am right. Uh, this is probably the first big take I've gotten right in a long time. Uh, Kyler Murray has decided to hire uh, a football agent. He is going to enter the NFL draft. A couple months ago, before the college season started, when this whole story of Kyler Murray being drafted started to pop up a little bit, I said something that is completely true to this day. I said, Kyler Murray, he loves baseball now, but if he goes out there and he wins the Heisman, which he did, and he is sort of you know falling in love with football again because of just the sustained success he had as a Heisman, I think he'll enter the NFL draft. Because the NFL may not be you won't have the kind of longevity that you will at baseball, but you'll get that instant flash of cast. Um, you'll get that instant, um, ability to start with a guy of his caliber. Um, It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up because, you know, I think teams are going to want to dig into his background with baseball a little bit more. You know, do you really love baseball more than football? What are you going to do with baseball? Because I don't think we're sure yet what his plans are with baseball. Does he just completely quit baseball or does he try to do both like Bo Jackson? We'll see what happens. Interesting enough, you know, Cliff Kingsbury said at Texas Tech this year that if he had the number one pick, which he does now, uh, he would take Kyler Murphy. Kyler Murray, which is obviously, you know, that's exaggerated because, you know, that was during college, that was during his college season. Um, but it is interesting because he does have the number one pick now. Uh, Murray won't go number one overall. Haskins is the number one quarterback. Um, I think Murray with his uh, his uh, background, I think, with uh, baseball, he's going to drop a lot. Uh, but I see him as kind of a Lamar Jackson, which I think if the Ravens could get him in later rounds, that would be a great pickup for him, for them. Uh, but, uh, we'll see what happens. I think this story is going to develop a lot more as we, cause we don't know a lot of the details right now, but we're going to move on now to basketball. But before that, let's remind you guys, our show is brought to you by D's home cuts. D's home cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low and fair price. $7. That's all it costs. $7. You get a fresh haircut and modern styling. You won't find a cheaper haircut anywhere, um, in Ohio and maybe even the world. Um, so go check out D's Home Cuts. He's always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. Um, his cuts are great. Me, Truman, about 90% of the guests on our show have used these Home Cuts. Um, we are consistent clients there. He's got about 90 clients right now, but he can always fit you into the shop. If you send him a DM over Instagram, uh, search him at D's Home Cuts on Instagram uh, and ask him questions in his DMs, set up an appointment through his DMs, or there's a way you can set up an appointment directly in his bio. Uh, so check him out, D's Home Cuts. He's also got a YouTube page now, my guy Dom. Uh, he's been on here multiple times. Uh, he lost, like I said, about 90 pounds in the last couple of months. He's in, It's insane. Um, he's doing a great job. Go check him out. His YouTube page is called Unlimited Dom, D-O-M, Unlimited D-O-M. Check him out. There's there's a video on there. I already got almost, I think, 600 views. It might even be more than that right now. Uh, so go check him out. Uh... He's doing great things right now. If you're, you're struggling to lose weight, uh, go check out and get, go check out his video and find some motivation there. Um, but that's that's it for that. Uh, we're gonna talk about basketball now. We're still at day 63. Above um, uh, Carmelo Anthony not signing. Uh, you can hear kind of the sadness in my voice. The desperation is is dwindling each day. I'm not gonna lie. It hurts hurts me a lot to say that Carmelo Anthony still hasn't signed yet. Um, but we're moving, we're getting there. It's, it's a day by day process, you know, just trying to survive each day mentally, um, and physically, uh, just trying to make it through the pain. Um, I haven't watched really a ton of NBA basketball. I've been watching a lot of college to kind of fill my void. Um, and people, a lot of people are asking me, you know, what are you going to do once Carmelo retires? You know, who, who are you going to root for? You're just not going to watch NBA basketball? No. I already said, when Carmelo retires, when he puts his official papers in, until he retires, I'm waiting for the day he'll come back. I'm not going to do anything else but wait for him. I'm not going to root for any team. I don't have a team right now. Nothing really is going on right now. Um, But when Carmelo does come back, when he puts those those papers in for retirement, um, and he's officially done, he's already said he's done, uh, I will open my recruitment um, to five teams. I will take, and I'll dwindle it down to five teams. Um, and then I'll slowly dwindle that five down to three. I already have kind of a list in my head, um, and then I'll be recruited by you know different people around. You know, there's certainly some teams around uh, that it could be easier. You know, going back to like the Knicks, Cavs are right here. Sherman's a Bucks fan. You know, there's a lot of things I could do, um, and then I'll make a video of my commitment, of, of my commitment and my fandom to each team. Uh, and then I'll become a fan of that team for life. But for right now, Carmel Anthony has not signed, uh, or day 63 and we're going to get there, but who knows? Other news in basketball: Demarcus Cousins. He is going to be back January eighteenth. He's going to rejoin that Warriors lineup. That deadly Warriors lineup is just going to get a lot better. Um, players are different after Achilles tears, but uh, we'll see what happens with Demarcus Cousins. You know, they're either going to be the same or they're going to get worse. You know, Kobe was really never the same, um, but we'll see what happens uh, January eighteenth. So that's it for basketball. I have one more thing for basketball. We're going to push that to the end of the show um, because a uh, it's another one of those ranking systems. We talked about it uh, with running backs. We're going to do it now with point guards. But we're going to move to baseball. Before baseball, though, I want to remind you guys that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's Lawn Service has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around northeast Ohio. Um, I know you don't need a lot of landscaping right now because of the winter, but just get it ready. Keep it in your mind for the spring because... You're going to want to have the best and perfect manicured lawn come springtime. So you're going to want to check out A's Lawn Service. The phone number is 330 241 2392. Again, 330 241 2392. And the email is a's at gmail.com. Uh, a couple free agent signings for baseball. Wanted to wrap up with, clean them up. Uh, Yasmani Grandall signed with the Brewers. Uh, batted 241 last year. Um, Although he had a really, he, he's a, he is one of the better offensive catchers in the in the MLB. Not the best, certainly, but he's probably top ten in terms of offensive production. But he is one of the worst defensive catchers I've ever seen, especially in the playoffs. He had such a rough time in the playoffs that the uh, Dodgers were willing to sacrifice his ability as an offensive player um, for his shortcomings at defense, and they sat him. He didn't play at all in the postseason. Um, but he signs with the Brewers. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. will probably be their starting catcher because this has been you know, kind of their weakness. The Brewers, the catcher position, has been their weakness the last couple of these seasons um, ever since Luke Roy left. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the Mariners signed Tim Beckham. Um, Beckham is one of those guys who, you know, he's a pretty good uh, low buy low type of player. You know, one year, one7 uh million dollars uh he batted 230 last year uh uh, after hitting 280 in 2017 so i was reading the stats he's one of those guys who's been a really good prospect but he's just never performed uh he's got the kind of flash that you need to be a superstar but the bat just isn't consistent enough but the mariners are going through sort of a rebuild so this is one of those situations where you sign him at a low price for a one-year deal and you hope he just Bursts out and you can flip him at the deadline for a prospect so we'll see what happens there with Tim Beckham next signing uh, Brian Dozier signed with the Nationals he comes from the Dodgers Uh, he split time between the Dodgers he only hit about 215 uh, but he was an all-star a couple years ago which is surprising you know he's kind of um, fallen off the last couple years and he's looking for a place to bounce back and maybe the Cardinals can be the Cardinals the Nationals can be a place for him to do that Um, Next thing of notability in baseball, David Wright has decided – he retired this year. He's decided to join the front office with the uh, um, Mets. uh, So good luck to him and whatever he decides to do. But we're going to wrap up the show with our point guard rankings. Obviously, I like to do this. What I do – I'm going to start doing these more, like I said. But what I like to do when I do these type of things is uh, I like to uh, start it on Monday – I uh, will write out a list, I, make, I put it into five categories, I rank the positions, um, I go elite, tier 2 elite, stable but not elite, potential to be elite, meh, and then on their way out. Now, point guards was tough because point guards. You know, I could just rank the starting point guards, but I think there's some better point guards on the bench than there are some starters in the league. Uh, so I just did a whole bunch of guys, a bunch of them, um, and then I put the list in my fantasy basketball convo, and they helped me out a lot by cleaning it up and changing up a lot of stuff, um, switching guys around. So. I'm not going to read out the whole list because, again, I, it would take me forever to read out all these names. But I'm going to tweet out the picture of the list so you can go check it out on our Twitter, TNT Sports Talk 12. Um, but we have Elite. or my Elite category, I have five. Curry, Westbrook, Irving, Lillard, and Simmons. Um, I had Kemba in this uh, category, but they convinced me to drop him down to Tier 2 uh so he's in the tier two another guy in the tier two who what i didn't expect to be there was drew holiday um from the pelicans he has certainly been one of the best point guards uh in the nba this year certainly top 15 uh stable but not elite you know, i put derrick rose there he's bounced back chris dunn is somebody they asked me to put in there uh he's had kind of a bounce back year he's still trying to find his way though in the nba um In terms of potential to be elite, you kind of have your basic guys. I put Markel Foltz there um, because I'm not ready to rule him out yet with his shoulder issues. Um, Going to the meh category, these are guys who don't impress me a lot but could change their career. Reggie Jackson was somebody I had in the stable category, but we moved him to meh, which was surprising. And then on their way out, guys who I think aren't going to be lasting much longer in the NBA, uh, Dragic, Dragic, Dragic. Teague, I think Teague's best years are behind him. Uh, DJ Augustine, Darren Collison, Isaiah Thomas, and Rondo. Um, so that's it for that. You can go check out the list online um, and debate me with it. Uh, we did this with running backs, and which was funny because we put Kareem Hunt in the elite category, and then like the next day he was uh, cut from the Chiefs with the whole domestic abuse thing. But it's gonna be interesting to see what you guys think of it. So go check it out on our Twitter. I'll post it as soon as the show's over. Um, But I like doing those because it kind of helps fill the time for Thursday's show. Uh, But other than that, that's it for our show today. We want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Um, We ask that you go into iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Find us again on Spotify. You can check us out on Spotify. Um, We're excited about that. Uh, We're still trying to get interviews to fill that resolution uh, for our interviews, but in terms of... uh, Increasing our streaming, our ability to get our podcasts. We've certainly done that with Spotify, which was huge. Um, follow us on Twitter, like I said, TNT Sports Talk 12. That's where you can find all the latest news, find out all about our guests, certain things like that. Uh, TNT Sports Talk 12. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hitting us up in the DMs on TNT Sports Talk One Two on Twitter is the best place to do that. Um, listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce. Uh, I've kind of screwed up the times with 12 Ounce. They switched just around a little bit. Um, so Wednesday you can find us from 7 a.m. to 7 uh, to 8 a.m um, but on Friday nights you can find us from 7 p.m. To, to 8 p.m. So it switches from a.m to p.m on Wednesday to Friday um, but it's good I like the prime time slot on Fridays find us also on youtube tnt sports talk 12 uh if you can't listen to us on spotify or itunes youtube's a good place to find us um but other than that have a great day tune in on tuesday watch all the wild card the divisional action this weekend um and we will give you a full breakdown and reaction uh on that and any other news that goes down like coaching hirings in the nfl or whatever goes on in anywhere in the world of sports tune in on tuesday uh have a great day, guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy everything. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, stay warm if you're you know, in Ohio right now with all the snow. But have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, I'll see you here on Tuesday, like I said. Thanks, guys.